be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Well, Akuna Kuto and welcome to Beyond the Dugout. On the 12th of November, it is episode 31. Great to have you along for this. I'm Jason Goobies, aka Chopper, and joining me, the ever. God, I love this guy. It's Damien Collins. Thank you, brother. I love you too. Kia ora, everyone. How are we? Dude, what a week, man. What a week. I mean, look, first, let's, let's just go with Travis first, dude. What a treat he was last week, and what a response there has been from his podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, one that we were trying to lock down. Uh, of course, it's never easy being on opposite ends of the world, but um, yeah, one we were in constant contact trying to lock down, I'm so glad we did, so glad we got that time to sit down with him, and um, yeah, real proud that um, we were part of him sharing his, his story in full for the first time, so something he'd never, do, never done before, but um we were the ones that got the first one, so stoked. I think I saw a comment this week, Damien, where someone said, you know what, I think that's the best podcast I've ever listened to. Yeah, I saw a couple of those, actually. I was st- yeah, that was, that was so cool. I mean, just the context of his career and his life and what he's done, it was always going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, what do we we opened the, the wording with, with what he'd done. Black Sock World Champion, cricket, baseball. Um, yeah, if it's got a ball and a bat, he's uh, he's there at elite level. And that's, yeah, elite level. That's awesome. Thank you, Trav, for sharing your story last week. A big <laughs> week uh, this week. Um, I want to start with the most important sport, that's softball. How yeah. about the Saints tournament this week we just did? Yeah, mate. It was awesome to be back in uh, Fraser Park with the 04 commentary team. Uh, a, few, a few of the OGs, uh, Adrian and Gaz and... Us as usual, um, know me jumping on, but um, yeah, I, I, you know what I love, mate, is just um, that first one of the season when you haven't seen everyone for for ages, and you're just constantly seeing your friends and running into your friends and catching out what they got up to in the winter and stuff, and and mate, how good to the um, Sunday that turned it on down at Fraser, it was great. Oh, the weather, mate, was outstanding. Well, I suppose it? the softball was good as well. The softball was fantastic. <laughs> I tell you what, when the weather got better, the softball got better too, yeah, man. It sure the, did. The way that those ladies played on the championship Sunday, mm. and some of the plays we saw out there, especially defensively, they were gems left, right, and then in it, then in it, on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what a, what an awesome addition having replays on um, on the broadcast for Bullpark Broadcasting. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, some of those ladies just you know putting them their bodies on the line, and that's exactly how it should be. Um, you talk about uh, games getting better; they they absolutely did. You know, we opened the tournament with Tiaroha and, and Miramar, and Ta getting the uh, the win with three uh, 0 over over Miramar and then to have Miramar come back and win 4-0 over, over TA, you know, just shows how important uh, tournament play can be and, and how uh, 
how impro- much improvement you can from start to finish. Wanaka Noa Noa, the MVP. For yeah, Wanaka. Best to work with her at ZM. Did I tell you that? Hey. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and uh, Nikita Horoki, mate. Oh. The minuscule ERA oh. top pitcher and, and obviously through the complete game. Yeah. Shout out in the grand final. Yeah, she came um, came in as a rep uh, to close in one of the earlier games in, early in the day on Sunday. And I get against Tower if I remember correctly, um, and she just mate, she just showed her skill. Eh? the way she can work a zone by pushing it further, further out by just inches to just keep them swinging and fouling off, and then get that strikeout or you know whipping it outside and then whipping it back inside and keeping. Oh, mate, she just toyed with everybody on that mound, and um, yeah, no, well deserved to get that top pitcher award. Was indeed, and as you mentioned earlier, the other MVP this week, Atiawa Torifem and uh, oh, yeah. Adrian Royal, oh, uh, helping out Ballpark Broadcasting Man, yeah. just uh, together again, lifting it to another level. Oh, absolutely love how they come out and, and help us out, and you know, Adrian's uh, he's there as a as a parent, not only as a, as a sports fan, and, and doing it with us. So to see his daughter on the mound, uh, Rongamai, mate, she was awesome as well, and um, you know, he must be very proud with what he produced in the booth. And very proud of his daughter out on the hill. Very much so. She is throwing very well at mm. this point. Men's competition, of course, they had the um, ISA North Island Classic up in Hastings this weekend, just gone. Tough competition all around up there uh, over the weekend. The weather cleared on the on the Saturday, thank goodness. Uh, good day on Sunday. In the end, put it to a pit PK by one run in the grand final. <sighs> Yeah, PK uh, in in the mix again, but hey, mate, that Potidor side's going to be a thing to be reckoned with this year, isn't it? They are, it sure they is. are indeed. PK got off to a fly. Campbell Markey with a three-run bomb earlier in that match to give him a head Campbell. start, but uh, but Potidor came back and mm. and got it in the end. So congratulations to Potidor. I think you like you so rightly put, man. You're going to see their name on a few trophies oh. this year. Oh, you got a pitching staff of Rogers and Pettit and a couple others that can throw as well. And then, mate, you got the vets from Lutz all the way down to, you know, Nemir. And then you got your, your up and comers as well. Mate, they're, yeah, they're going to be a force this year. Some sad news this week no fastball 45 this season. Mm, I love it, man. I love that, that game. I, I got to be involved with a couple of them last year, uh, even, including the grand final at, at Rosedale. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to. It's going to be uh, missed this Sunday for sure because it, it, it's a very exciting um, product of our sports and uh, we've been involved with it from uh, the first very first pilot game. So, um, yeah, it's very sad, but, hey, the times times like these call for decisions like these, I guess. That's all I can say. Yeah, you're dead right. It'll be back next year. Don't mm. worry about that. Fastball 45, looking forward to that uh, in the following uh, season. The Softball New Zealand's big release about... Um, what can be delivered in the country at this point, understandable. It was a long release with a lot of information, but at the end of the day, the big information at the bottom of it, just make sure we look after our membership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, they've had to make some big calls there. Um, you know, the the fees being split, uh, things being cancelled, um, things being talked about on hold maybe for now, but at least we're all about honesty about it. Yep. You know, we know where we stand. We know what's happening with our sport at the moment. I um, mean, that's all we can do. We can just hope for the best that, that everything drops down a notch and we're able to get our elite ballers from the 09 back out there in the far north and 
fingers crossed it just all comes right sooner than later, mate. You are dead right. And the good thing is, is Sopo New Zealand is in consultation with all the associations mm. to make these decisions. And obviously the board is hard working at Sopo New Zealand. Um, and they don't take those decisions lightly. And I think they've done the right call. Uh, for those decisions and, and regional tournaments for the age groups and things, um, and it's just going to be—it's going to be a celebration of softball no matter how it's delivered this year. Of course, our friends of Auckland looks like more than likely they, their start's going to be after the break uh, uh, in January. But you know what? They'll be back on the diamond at some time this season. Oh, for sure they will. You know, we know we know they'll be keeping active up there already um, in their little bubbles and. Uh, their little groups that they're allowed to have in certain um, areas. But um, I just, yeah, I just can't wait till we're all back out there and they get to have as much fun as the rest of us are having at the moment. Oh, I've got to say arigato to our friends from uh, Italy. Is it arigato? Did you just drop some Japanese on them? That's what I thought, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, no. ciao Bella? Ciao Bella, yeah. Do. Oh, that's, that's a lady, isn't it? Ciao? Just ciao, ciao will do. Okay, whatever. Oh, oh no. Uh, either way... Uh, People don't can't listen to our podcast for our geography or language skills, that's <laughs> for sure. Linguistics, no. No, not at all. <laughs> AB's uh, 47.9 over Italy uh, on Sunday early morning. I guess it is what it is. It is what it is. But Avalon's Asafo Moore got uh, doubled two tries when so he came in. So that's good. That's, mate, we'll take that. Our, take our club will take our two All Blacks being in the All Blacks even though we can't win a game in Premier League uh, in Wellington. But, hey, mate, we've got two two guys wearing the black jersey and, and one of them got a double on Saturday. So, happy days, Fantastic. Sunday morning. Changes this week, though, mate. Big foe in Ireland uh, coming up early Sunday morning, quarter past four in the morning. Um, the All Blacks will take on Ireland at home. Yeah. I got the... Um, I know we mentioned it last, last week, um, but I got the Facebook memory a couple of days ago when they beat us in 2016. Uh, 111 years they hadn't beaten us when they, until the, that very first time. Um, so yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's a rivalry. Um, they, they've come leaps and bounds. The Irish and Damien Michael Patrick Collins sometimes sits on the fence, but this week it's it's black all the way. <laughs> Talking about that uh, Ireland and the All Blacks and stories, uh, you've got a good one. Which one? <laughs> I like that. Which one? Uh, phone call to an All Black to Snakey. Have I not told that one yet? No, you haven't. Have well, I? you've told me, but uh, you haven't told our viewers. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure I've told that one. No, you have not. Uh, are you sure? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a couple of, yeah, it was, because we were talking about the haka, where the first time they did it against South Africa, Kapo or Ponga. Yeah. Yeah, I told that story. I'm sure, sure I told that story. <laughs> Look, well, let me just recap a little bit for <laughs> you. So, sure Damien's in Ireland. He is hammered. <laughs> Wasted. And uh, ends up watch, watching the All Blacks, I think, on replay, yeah. right? By the time you get to watch it, it's on replay, and you think it's live yeah. as well, and you see the hucker, and you're so impressed. Your buddy in the team. Conrad Smith. Conrad Smith. <laughs> you get on the phone, and you ring him. You're like, he's playing right now. I'll it's, leave him a voice message. It's just going to go to voicemail, man. I'll leave him a message. And you're like, you're, you're all set up like, dude, that was an amazing arc. Unbelievable. You're the man. <laughs> And he answers the phone. He answered the phone. It was like five o'clock in the morning in South Africa or something. And he answered the phone. And he was, yeah, Bex, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be on the f- on the field. You're watching a replay. Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That statement is Irish story. Even though they weren't playing Ireland, he was in Ireland. 
No, the the, the better one, the better one oh, for you me. Got one. Yeah, I got a better one. No, uh, for me in two thousand and eight. Uh, so in two, 2016, when the Irish beat us, they did a tribute to Anthony Foley, Axel Foley, who passed away that week, who was a uh, famous uh, number eight for the team. Back in 20, uh, 2008, my big brother, big my, my one of my best friends in this whole wide world, Scooter Waldrum, yep. uh, made the All Black tour. He played one game against Munster. I had enough money to get to Munster, basically. I was flat broke. I was living on the bones of my ass in England. And it was just hey, what you did in a, in a Grand Slam tour. And I had gone to a few of the games. But anyway, made my way down to Limerick. Um, was with a good mate of mine. We went out. Um, uh, my ex-girlfriend was actually doing media liaison for Munster and the All Blacks that, that game. Uh, so I go to the bar I'm at, um, I go to the bouncers, I'm like, I'm a Kiwi, I have no idea where I am, how do I get to this bar? Dude talks to me and he goes, oh, 10, 10, you're in a, in a, in a taxi, you'll be sweet. I was like, bro, I've got no money. So he was like, oh, sweet, here's 20 pound, uh, 20 euro, get your own taxi. I was like looking at this bouncer going, are you serious? And he's like, yep. So that's, you know, great day, just watched my best mate make his first game for the all blacks get we're that. out on the piss and then you know i'm broke but still having a good time and this bouncer gives me money to go and see my ex-girlfriend so happy days anyway so i get to this pub she doesn't come down because she's up in the vips upstairs you know i'm thinking that she'll get me in but no anyway i just start on the piss with these two two lads uh one guy um obviously a lock because he was massive and the other guy a little bit shorter than me and i'm six foot four um but built like a brick shit house uh so anyway a couple hours i'm with these guys get a couple photos with them don't pay for a cent because they know i've got no money anyway the the ex comes down the next uh after the pub had finished and everything and she starts going through my photos and starts looking she goes where'd you meet meet these guys and i said oh mick and, and anthony oh, i just met them waiting for you you took your time so i just made friends she goes do you even know who these people are <laughs> i was like no and she goes oh mick galloway the most kept irish player ever <laughs> ever 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 and anthony axel foley um were the most kept monster captain ever so yeah that's my that's my favorite story Honest. <laughs> and and i got uh scott wall jim's all black socks from the game there you go. <laughs> good, a good day, good week. And I love how the bounce gave you twenty quid. Yeah, for a cost. ten euro taxi. Yeah, yeah. And he, so he he gave an extra tenner so you can get yourself a beer when you get to the next pub. That's pretty sure I use that twenty pound for breakfast the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, 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 that's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. Hey, dude. This week um, we have got ourselves a superstar wahine tour yeah. of our game. An Olympian, a Hall of Famer, dude, she's the package. It's uh, Jackie Smith. And a genuine good person. Yeah, no, I I, I got to know Jackie the last couple of years with her work with Sky, and usually I'm doing it a bit and announcing at those gigs that she's um, doing the the play, the the work with um, yourself and, and McIver, and, and she's just a great lady, you know. She's always smiling. She's, um, she, you know, even if she seems a bit tired, she's got a moment for you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to know her a bit more and, and hearing her story. You're in for a treat tonight, man, because she's got so much yeah, she's done and so much going on. I don't know another person who packs more into a single day than Jackie Smith. Well, elite people find time to be elite, you know. Um, it's how you prepare and on and off the diamond you know and, and she's been busy um doing a lot of things so yeah no I'd, I'd like to see how the process started for her and how she breaks everything down for sure
Uh, I mean, I've known her for a while now, but I, I actually don't know why she jams her days so full. <laughs> Probably gonna, gets bored. Uh, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to find out. Let's get to her, eh? Absolutely. Let's go. Well, I'll tell you why he need to You can't go any further than the inspirational speedster, 19-year veteran from the Sky Sport White Sox team and 2000 Olympian. It is Jackie Smith that joins Beyond the Dugout this week. Kia ora, Jackie. Kia Kato. It's fantastic. Kia how are you? Very good, Jackie, very good. Of course, uh, thank you so much for taking some time um, to share uh, part of your career and, and part of your hikoi in our great game of softball. It's great to have you along. I, I suppose before we go anywhere, first, we should start the right way. E hoa, no he um, Yeah, kia ora whanau. Uh, ko uh, uh, takuranga taku maonga, uh, ko uh, Waitemata um, taku awa no Devonport. Uh, te hapu ko uh, Putahi Marae and ko Te Opori uh, Taku Iwi uh, ko Smith Taku Whanau ko Jackie Taku Ingoa um, Tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa oh. so um, I'll just briefly if you don't mind I'll tell you where I'm from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my story shall yeah. I uh, so I started by saying that, because um, I'm very proud of it, I'm born and bred in Devonport and um, Mount Victoria is, is my mountain. Uh, and the reason is, is because this is where I was born and bred, because um, my dad was in the Navy and surrounded by the Watamata. Um, and as I mentioned, um, my hapu is Devonport. Uh, my marae, though, my iwi, is from the far north, so a small town um called Takao, um, about 40 k's in from um, Cape Leanga, and um, my marae is Potahi Marae, uh, and my family and my father's side is Smith. Um, my mother's side is actually Wikis, so that's where I'm from, from the far north. Dad's actually from um, Otago, um, from Port Chalmers in Dunedin, and uh, yeah, that's it. Well, tēnā koe, Jackie. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome, and that's a great insight already, Damien, just to you know, know know that background of Jackie. And I love the way that you identify where you were born and where you live right now, right there on the shore of Devonport. Yeah, yeah, I've been here, I've, gosh, I've been here all my life, which is not really that long. I mean, I'm only 21, so it's yeah. really <laughs> that long. Well, you only look 21, Jackie, that's for sure. Talking about looking at you... <laughs> Can't go past this beautiful addition to your wairua uh, that you have, your moko kōwai that you got done this year. Yeah, What's the meaning yeah, behind I it did. and the significance of it? Yeah, so, uh, well, actually, I got my tamoko. I got my um, tamoko done first on my hand um, to represent my um, whakapapa. And then from that, uh, after I had that done, I wanted to continue on um, because that's all more about, obviously, my whakapapa, where my family's from, who we are, and also um, incorporating um, my partner's family, um, Dean Rice, and then my mokopono and my daughter's um, side of the family, so capturing all of that, but um, my mokokawai was more about um, my genealogy, capturing, um, you know, at a time in my life when I have um, mokopuna and um, reconnecting with my family. 
uh, um, and who we are and the generations and, um, you know, my great-grandmother and my and my grandmother and just learning more about it. You know, when you're young, you don't, you know, you sort of know about it. And I, I was fortunate to go to school up, up north for a short time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and be really entrenched in where I'm from and my marae and my whānau, but um, y- you become detached from it and you just go in a different direction and so you sort of lose that connection. And so I thought it was really important for me to reconnect um, to, you know, to that whole genealogy and ancestry, ancestry so that I can pass it on to my, um, my daughter and my granddaughter. So that's why I did it. And, you know, um, and for my mum, because my mum's sick, my dad passed away about three years ago mm. and my mum my mum is now in home care, sorry, in care um, full-time because she has dementia now. So I just think it's really important to, to reconnect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's beautiful, uh, Jackie. And it looks atahua, it looks beautiful as well, uh, my friend, and Fantastic. I love the resurgence of te reo and all things Māori and it has been happening for a while now and, and the social acceptance of it around Aotearoa or New Zealand is awesome. I mean, you, you go to a primary school these days and you see the kapahaka group, uh, Māori performing group there and it's it's not just Māori, it's all Kiwis, whether they are Pākehā, Chinese, Korean, it's open to everyone. And man, I tell you what, some of those Korean... Boys, man, they can do a mean hucker. Yeah, well, you know, there's more diversity now and acceptance and willingness to want to understand and for our country, I think, to really uh, embrace who we are as one. And um, and in particular, I just, I just think also the youth of today um, – are wanting to um, acknowledge it and understand more as well. I mean, they're the ones that are actually driving this change um, and taking us into the future. So, um, you know, I just, I'm just wanting to do my bit so that they can continue on, um, you know, that legacy of that beautiful culture that we have in New Zealand. Fantastic. Well, Jackie Smith, she's got a storied history, 19 years with the Sky Sports White Sox teams at all the representative grades for Harbour and Auckland. She came through. And, of course, the big one, which we're going to get to later on, the Olympics in 2000, and then of capping that off, the Hall of Fame to go with all the coaching that you do at the moment. We're looking forward to get to all of that. Before we get to that stuff, though, Jackie, you mentioned Devonport was where you were born. What was it like growing up as Jackie Smith? Oh, wow. Um, I was probably a little bit of a tomboy. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, yeah, I was, I was a little tomboy. I was full of energy. Um, I don't think I've changed um, in that way. Um, oh, I was a bit of a FOMO or never wanted to miss out. Yeah. And um, I uh, was the youngest of um, four brothers. So um, had four brothers and uh, we were brought up in Hillary Crescent. So we were a na- Navy family, as I mentioned. My dad was in the Navy. Uh, so, you know, living in Hillary Crescent, um, which is actually up in Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, you know, townhouse, um, state house, actually, mm-hmm. government house yep. with a massive backyard. Nice. Um, and everyone just used to come to our place. Everyone used to come over, I remember, and – 
there were just, you know, we were out playing from early hours of the morning, well, apart from when we had to go to school, of course, on the weekends. Mm. Um, and just all the kids were over, and we were just we just played all the time. Yeah. Um, and I was surrounded by um, lots of kids from the local community, from the um, Navy community, and um, we all just had fun, you know, as we all did back then, outside playing until it was dark and told to come in and um, for your dinner. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, so we lived there, and um, but I remember that when I was very young, I actually because um, my dad was a lot away a lot. Yeah. You know, that was a time when they were away on the ships, um, you know, for months on end, and um, I, I just don't. I actually don't remember my dad being around when I was really young till oh, maybe when I was till I was about five or seven. Yeah. Um, and and the only reason why I remember that is because. Um, he brought me back a bike, my first bike, yeah. and uh, I was so excited because I was. And we went down to, um, you know, the naval base, yeah. and ship came in. And I remember, I distinctly remember um, when they docked, and he came off the sh- ship and brought us all our gifts and stuff. And I remember he gave, gave me this bike, and I hadn't seen him for ages, and I thought he was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Whoa, I got a bike!" Yeah. Um, but you know, we were pretty normal. We were just yeah. kids growing up within the local community, all having fun. Um, I guess though, and we were very, very sporty because my brothers were all older than me. So, well, I won't say how old I am now, but um, so my next, my brother is next one up is fifty. He's shivers up your height. I hope he doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I've forgotten how old he is. Fifty-five. Yeah, born, yeah. Born, so he's yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. Up, he's a couple up for a bit. But so, yeah. did you have to compete against them when it comes yeah, to all the sporting the time. field? Yeah, all the time because we were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with the kids in the neighbourhood, yeah. you know, we'd play cricket, we'd play rugby. You know, there's tech, tackle, climb trees. Um, Not an Xbox in sight. Love it. Yeah. I never really. We never. There wasn't a lot of softball then. Mm. Uh, softball probably didn't come on the scene till maybe I was about. Nine or ten, right? About nine or ten. Mm. So, mum and dad got involved with navy softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of where it started. Dad was um, was that based over at Nataringa there? Yeah, Nataringa. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, dad was managing. Mum was playing and coaching. Uh, so that's probably where it all started. Was with the navy softball club, and uh, I just used to go and watch, you know, as you do, and be on the sideline and yeah. pick up the bats and just be a pain um, and ask your parents for money all the time and go to the tuck shop, <laughs> yeah. um, hang out, play. And then I just started to, yeah, I just started to enjoy it and then start wanting to play and throw the ball around as you do on the sideline. And um, I remember about nine, yeah, about nine it was because – the only reason I remember is because we were 11 when we moved out of our Navy house when my dad retired from the right. Navy, right. and um, we bought our first house. So <laughs> about nine, I started to actually want to start playing softball, but then I remember when we moved into our new house, I started training in the backyard seriously. So about 10, 11, um, and definitely 11 because I started pitching. 
Mm. I was because everyone started pitching. Yeah, everyone started as a pitcher, right? So yeah. I was 11 years old, got in the backyard, um, and just started turning my arm over to be a pitcher. And um, I remember my mum used to catch me, and then she got me involved with uh, North Harbour softball, and my parents also got involved with North Harbour softball, and we went to the Northcote club, so that's when I started with Northcote. Right. So we were Northcote, um, Northcote Tigers, Northcote Tigers it was, mm-hmm. and I used to get coached by... Um, Jan Howe, she was uh, oh, wow. playing then. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Neil Howe from mm, mm, um, mm. North Harbour Softball. So it was his parents. Yeah. Um, his mum was playing and his dad was also coaching. But his mum used to come over because she was very good friends with my mum and um, spend time with me in the backyard pitching. Oh, awesome. Pitch, 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 pitch. Yeah. So from a very young age, I just used to train. I used to train. I just had this seemed to uh, have a really good work ethic, and if I wanted to be good at anything, I just knew I had to practice. Yeah. Um, so I played softball, but I also played um, netball. So I went to um, Belmont Primary School, Belmont Intermediate, Tickpin Grammar School, and um, was there till you know fifth form. Then, mm-hmm. um, so I was fifteen. Left for school C. Went and got a job. I was a receptionist. Um, but I did everything in any work that I did, even at that age. Um, I was fortunate that everything that I did, they were they supported me through my sports as well to give me time off to be able to play sport. Fantastic. Um, yeah. But when I was at Tickapena Grammar School, like I played netball, played basketball, athletics. Um, oh, and I played rugby. That's right. I played rugby. I was the first um, female player to play for North Shore Rugby Club when I was... Well, well, when you say the first female player, did you play on a men's team? Yeah, yeah. So I was... so Because, again, I was brought up around... My brothers Brothers, all played rugby. And we were associated with the North Shore um, Rugby Club. So, yeah, I've got this photo, this really cool photo of me standing at the front of the line, running, holding the ball as the captain, waiting to run on. And I think I was like eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> eight, yeah. eight or nine, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I played for a few years, but mm. then I had to stop because they used to pull my hair because um, I was so fast. Yeah. <laughs> How do you stop <laughs> it? That's what I put it down to. So, and they used to pull my hair and stuff. And yeah. they just used to get dangerous. And because I was, you know, the, the only female playing, it was a bit sort of like started to get a bit awkward. It was yeah. like, oh, God, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what was, anyway. When did, yeah. when did, I mean, you talk about your training regime, but I think that's more to do with you as a person. When did softball become the sport for you? Oh, well, 11. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You knew that early? Yeah, well, I was training. To, like, I just w- – otherwise, I would just wouldn't have done it. Mm. And so, you see, by the time I was 15, I played uh, North Harbour, all all the age groups. So, I was in the Premier Women's. So I was in uh, – and then we had the Phillies. And then we had – I think it was under – what come down uh, – then it used to be, I think it was like under 18s or something. Yeah. Um, and then I was still like under 16. By the time I was 15, 
Um, I remember my first. I remember my first premier tournament away with North Shore. Oof, that was an eye opener. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you can't make that statement without telling us why was it an eye opener. <laughs> well, you know, I was fifteen, and yeah. they were all in the late twenties, early thirties. There were there were women on that team, uh, you know, who were mums on away on tournament. Yeah, and um. I mean, they were great. They were they were amazing. They looked after me, but you know, it was a bit of an eye opener when you're 15 years old. And yeah. back then, you had like crates of beer, right? With you know the big bottles <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know yeah. well. Bottles of lime red. <laughs> <laughs> that a girl. That a girl. Not yeah. That, not that you partook in any of that, Jackie. But I'm no, sh- not then. I'm not sh- then. I wasn't allowed to because no. they were really. They. I mean, they were amazing because they. You know, they taught me and. Looked after me and um, told me that I wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Old enough yeah. to do the drum. Coming, yeah. coming through those grades and representative, obviously um, getting a chance to touch on many grades as a youngster. Who were some of the inspirational people or people around you that you felt helped you along the way? Oh gosh, I had I had quite a few, but before. Mm, I guess before I get into the specific people, you know, it's interesting when you think about that and that um, and who influences you along the way. You have so many different influences because uh, you you go through different stages. And so because of those different stages, um, I guess you just get exposed and um, to different people who are also involved in the game that may be able to help you. and uh, so it's amazing how much support that you actually have around you. And the toughest thing is to actually, I guess, learn how to who filter who are the ones that are the best ones for you, who are the best influencers. So going back to your question, you know, because there are so many, there are so many people when you um, – when you are talented, who want to give you advice. And um, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. And, um, you know, people, you don't, you don't learn when you're young, how to, um, how to filter that, how to manage that. Um, You know, so it's, it's actually really hard, but initially when I think about it, you know, there were influences when I, first started watching softball, which mm. was in 1986 when I was watching the Women's World Series at um, uh, in Mangere, mm-hmm. at, you know, um, Narana Park. And, you know, the likes of your Cheryl Kemp's and your Naomi Shaw's, um, your Debbie Megan's and, um, you know, Gina Weber was playing then, um, Leslie Monk, um there were so many great players that played then, and I used to sort of run around after them and hope that they would talk to me and <laughs> try and learn something off them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but so influential, you know, the influence then was watching them yeah. and seeing how great they were. Uh, Ed Dollage was the coach. Uh, Colin Ward was the coach, and um, because our women were so successful then, I thought that they were amazing as coaches. I mean, they had to be right. Yeah. Um, and then, so you know, as I when I started my career, 
Um, and I was fortunate to actually watch those players, see how they played, be influenced by them. And not only in women's sport and softball, but also the men. The men I mean, the men were amazing. Yeah. Also in that era, you know, yeah, when course. you think of the 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going back a bit, but <laughs> I used to watch, you know, I used to watch it. Um, and then the 90s. But when I started um, – you know, Ed Dollage was a huge influence mm-hmm. in my softball career. Uh, so I was fortunate to be coached by him um, when I went to my first World Series in 1990. And uh, he was a, um, gosh, how would I describe him? Um, well, first of all, you just wanted to cuddle him because he was such because <laughs> he. He was just, he was so gentle and sweet and softly spoken, um, an incredibly caring man. So um, his soft skills and self-awareness and social awareness about people and his style of coaching uh, was incredibly thoughtful um, and he just created a really um, warm and inviting um, environment and, and and very caring, very caring. Um, but on the other hand, he was also um, hugely tactical. He was um, a strategic thinker. He um, was very well planned, did huge amounts of um, research and homework on teams and players, um, knew his players' abilities. I, I mean, this is my personal opinion. Mm. Um, I feel he, he really he had a really good understanding of um, players' talents and then potential. Uh, and then he was really, really clear and concise on his um, expectations of players. So when I played, when you're young – I mean, you don't think about that stuff. You just play. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know how you play. You yeah. just play, right? Yeah. Um, and but in say, and you just re- have a lot of natural talent, and you just soak stuff up. So again, I was surrounded by you know uh, Leslie King, who is now Leslie Moore, Rona Hera, um, you know um, Nadi, Gina Webber. Um, I mean, we just had incredible players then. Yeah. You just named um, legends every single one of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but what he did really well, I remember for me, is again, as a young athlete, uh, player still learning, he was very clear on what my role was. He told me exactly what it was. Mm. So I didn't get to play all the time. So I was just sort of, you know, I'd be that little, you know, the younger one. Mm hmm. And the team sitting in the corner going, oh, why can't I play? <laughs> and, you, you know, I want to play. I think I'm good enough. And you don't really understand why. And you just, just want to have your turn. Even though you're nervous, you still want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found with him, which is really was, was such a great start for me, was he was very clear in telling me actually what my role was and to be ready when I got my opportunity. Mm-hmm. So although I, you know, wanted to play every game, um, when my opportunity came, like I was ready yeah. because I knew I knew exactly what I was supposed to do because yeah. he had made it so clear. Mm. And he was very, very um, smart about um, 
you know, telling this team strategically, this is what's going to happen. When this ha- when we get into this situation, this is what's going to happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this. Um, so everybody knew their role. And that's probably why we were so successful, because mm. everyone knew exactly what they were supposed to do. So he was a massive influence in terms of uh, what I think is probably one of the best coaches we ever had um, in women's softball. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I would quite confidently say that he was um, all round, all round, um, a very, a very good coach. Um, other influences, of course, uh, would be um, Mike Walsh, um, who um, was a different coach, <laughs> <laughs> different type of coach. Yeah. Love Mike Walsh and I had I I think, and I know I can say this if he if he gets and if he gets to listen to this. Yeah. Um, I would say we had a love-hate relationship. Um, and, you know, when I was with Mike, that was a few years later that he came on the scene. And, uh, you know, I thought I was all that and um, I knew the game and I was uh, incredibly confident. You know, I still had really good work ethic. Yeah. Um, I think you just get to that stage where you think you know it all, mm. and um, so I would challenge. You know, I would challenge him. Um, I'd always ask why, 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 and I know I talk about this a lot, and and I talk a lot. Yeah. In case you didn't know that, <laughs> um, I talk a lot, and uh, you know, and I was always curious about things, and to a point where I know that he would just say, "I oh, just shut up, Jackie." <laughs> <laughs> just. Stop it. Just stop and just do what I want you to do. And, you know, like, which must have been really hard for him. Bless his soul. Um, But I think a lot of us around that, you know, that stage um, when we were with Mike, and, you know, you think of, um, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s, we're starting to get into our our prime as well. Mm -hmm. I, You know, I knew how I played. I knew um, what I needed to do. Um, I'd studied the game. I'd studied the opposition. Um, I just all around thought I was a better player. So, you know, sometimes you can get a bit of an ego and you think you know more than the coach. Yeah. So so you do have these challenges with him. And bless him, he, um, you know, he would challenge us back. Yeah. And, and, and that's good when you learn, you know, that's a good stage to go through as well. Yeah. As yeah. a player, that you get coaches that also can give you the um, allow you to be like that, but then also have the ability to tell you to pull your head in, um, you know, and and that's a that's a sign of a good good coach. But um, you know, in a different way, you can have fun with Mike. He's 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 all about players culture. You could sit down with him and have a, have a bit of a laugh. Yeah. He was always up for a good laugh. Um, he's a team man, you know, and he's been around obviously for a long time um, with his record with the men's and the women's, then there must be something good in there, Yeah, eh? of course there is. You did right, Jackie. Well put, well put. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You and then, were, of course, I had Dean. 
but yeah. you know we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to tell us how good he is, so we'll get to that part. In a He's minute. waiting for us. <laughs> See him keep on walking <laughs> yeah. back and forth in the back. <laughs> He's got a big sign behind the camera saying, "Don't forget to mention me." Yeah, <laughs> don't forget to mention me. Although he never mentions me when I ask him to mention me when uh, he's getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a battle started already. I can feel something. <laughs> um, look, you've managed to go to four World Cups. You went to a junior back in '89, and then of course, as you, you had just touched on, you debuted in '90. Both of those at Oklahoma in the states. That was with Ed Dolich. Then you got to go to St John's, Canada in '94, and Japan in '98. What was it like to travel the world to go to those World Cups? Yeah. It's um, it's a pretty cool experience, eh? Not only just to play sports, uh, and something that you love and you're really passionate about, with a bunch of other, you know, Wahine tour who are, um, you know, um, of the same passion as well. Mm. Um, it's it's just I I look back now and I think and even when I have conversations I go oh yeah that's right I've been to Canada oh that's right I've been to China oh that's yeah. right I've been to the Netherlands and um, you know I went to Canada um, sorry the states I don't know how many times um, just so many places because of softball mm. um, and not only experienced um, incredible um, softball. Um, but you just meet people. You just meet lovely people because when you go on tour, you get looked after. Yeah. So you know they do. They look after. They really look after you. Yeah. Um, you get fed well. You get well. Actually, some people would argue sometimes the accommodation is not that great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we've been to a few places. Like, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, this is a bit dodgy, but it'll have to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, typical Kiwis, we just make do. Yeah. We just make do with it. it. That's just how it is. And sometimes when you went to World Series, you know, you'd think you'd be put up in a – because it's a – international tournament and the pinnacle yeah. uh, you'd be in some flash hotels or motels and stuff but you're not yeah. you're not you're just in a hostel um, you know in a, in a college facility or something like that um, and it's just raw and rough and you just make it into your into um, your home for usually a couple of weeks mm, that mm, you're there mm, mm. Um, but it, you know it, it's it, it just Tests a team to whether or not um, you know you can bond and you can see through things that might be distracting uh, to some, and um, the best teams will come together and just make the most of it. Nice. Without touching on the Olympics, we want to leave that by itself. What are some of the things in your time with the Sox that you remember that it just makes you smile? Uh, well. <laughs> Probably, uh, and you I'm tell sorry, us a story about a prank here. This is going to be good. <laughs> oh no, I laugh. Yeah, I guess because you do, you know you do have fun. You have yeah. you have fun when you're away, and you um uh and you can't help it because you know we go away for five four five week tours. Five weeks is the longest, and that's usually when you're on a World Series. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it's like it can vary from three to four depending on where you're going and just what it is that you're actually competing in. And then you could go like on a week tour or something like that. But typically when you go away, um, you know, it's about, oh, who am I going to be rooming with on this trip? 
and do you know do I like them? Um, <laughs> Who would, <and> if you <laughs> get the who's the best ruby you've ever had? <laughs> oh my gosh, I've had a mixture. Yep. You know, I was thinking about I was thinking about this, and I, I um and you do. I often think about my tours away, and. Uh, Helen Townsend, who's oh gosh, what's Hobbit's surname now? Anyway, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I used to room with Hobbit quite a bit. Uh, Sharpawaka, I used to room with her, room room with her at the Olympics actually. Uh, Kim Dermot used to room with her a bit. Uh, actually, I probably got spread around a little bit, but I don't think people wanted to room with me because I was a bit boring. <laughs> oh. I think I was a bit boring. I was. And and then the, and a lot of the girls always like to eat sweets, and I, I wasn't a sweet person. I didn't like and, and we just – you know, have things. It's a girly thing, I think. And right. you'd have ice cream in the middle, you know, late at night and um, just stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never had parties in my room. You're smarter than that. Have it in the yeah. next door's room. She's an elite That's athlete. a big lie. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really big lie. Yeah. I remember one tour, I was on tour and uh, look, I can't tell you what year, but I remember, and I'm going to share this because. Yeah. We still laugh about it. And we were in China. It was a trip to China. And uh, I was rooming with um, Savannah Aranga. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you some stories about Savannah. Okay. Even, every, and everyone knows this. Yes. That she's, um, you don't touch her stuff. She, she, she just like, she is like, she's almost like ACDC, right? Right. She, like everything has to be in order. Uh, everything is clean. We used to just laugh a lot and used to try and play practical jokes on her, but everyone was always also too scared. Yeah. So the only person that was ever allowed that might have got away with it and she wouldn't do anything to them would be Melissa. Mm -hmm. um, and... So, and I used to have to room with her a little bit, actually, and I wonder if that's because I was too scared to t ever touch anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, we were on tour. Yeah. yeah, we were on tour, and um, it was the end of the tour, and, uh, you know, so you have a few drinks, you have a few drinks, and you get together, and, and blah, 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 and anyway, um, Savannah said that she was going to go off and um, visit. Um, some of her friends and one of the other other team, and because uh, they were just down the down the way, I think it was the Italian team because there were a few teams all around. And right. um, Savannah spent some time in Italy playing mm. softball over there, so she had friends in that team. Nice. And she said, "Now Jackson, because everyone used to call me Jackson." She said, "Jackson, make sure that there are no parties in our room." Right, no parties in our room while I'm gone. No one touches my and stuff. No one comes in the room. No yeah. one touches anything. Yeah. Do not make a mess in this room. Right, not until I come back. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's all good. <laughs> and it, oh my god, it's she came back and there was just full on party everywhere in the room, in the room, <laughs> just and we're all crept in. Yeah. And and I think I, I I don't think I remember I know <laughs> I know I know I was just like oh Savannah's gone come on come on <laughs> <laughs> it's go time 
God, I have a little bunny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just a little one. Yeah, but we used to have fun. Melissa used to play lots of practical jokes. She was a little joker on our on in the New Zealand team for a very long time. Nice. She's uh, yeah, incredibly fun chick. But along with many others, we had we had good times, but we also had you know some hard times because we're women. Yeah. And um, you know when it when it's not going well, uh, they'd tell it how it is, and so you'd have to work through those challenges as well. Yeah, but of um, yeah. Oh. All in all, we had lots of fun and we had a great culture. When they announced um, softball was going to be in the Olympics in 2000 in Sydney in the future uh, as a goal, what did that set off in your mind? How was I going to get better than what I already was? Was there anyone that could have stopped you getting into that team and helping New Zealand to qualify for the Olympics? Um. Probably, but maybe not uh, in terms of the skills that I would bring. Um, and what I mean by that is a slapper. Um, so I guess it was a little bit of an X factor mm. that I had mm. uh, in terms of my skills that I could offer to the team. Um, so, you know, I was incredibly lucky that I had that skill. Uh well, I suppose it's not luck. I just, I, you know, I had the talent and then I worked at it. Um, so unless, and I, I don't really think there were many others then that um, could do particularly what I did yeah. and could contribute to the team. So, um, you know, we each sort of, which was really cool, which was probably why um, the team was also um, quite successful then, um, and I would say we were, at, you know, at peak many, 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 if not all of us, mm. um, in 2000. Um, well, you have to be, you're going to Olympic Games. Oh, yeah. But everyone had their own individual um, talents and skills that they really um, practiced and honed in on to be at peak performance when we went to 2000. So, yeah, answer to your question, um, no, I think I was pretty unique. And I just, but I, what I had to do was get better at it. Yeah, I was really, I was really determined to be even better, um, as everyone else was in our team. You, you and uh, Dean Dean Rice have been together for a, few, a number of years before Sydney. So working on your slipping game with him, and arguably talk, they talk about Dean bringing that game to the socks, as in the Black Sox. Um, that must have been uh, for you great to have that in your back pocket to be able to work with him. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because he was a specialist, so yeah. he's, he's pretty much a subject matter expert in slapping, right, yeah. internationally. So um, what he could do is just give me that um, expert training to help me get ready. Um, and I also, you know, when we prepared, and I did a lot of my preparation before I went away to any um, World Series in Auckland with, um, tra um, trained a lot with Fiona Timu. Mm -hmm. Um, which was really good because um, we played the corners. So we got to – so she was first base, I was third base, yeah. um, as well as outfield, but predominantly first and third. And um, so we trained a lot together as a combination to mm. also be very good um, specialists on the corner as well. So um, I was quite pleased with that. But, yeah, um, slapping – 
just really learning from him all the different styles of the short game, um, utilizing my speed, of course, um, which was different different physical training, yeah. um, working on my um, speed and agility and power and explosiveness. But the actual technical side of slapping, um, you know, when to go long, when to um, slap hard, when to slap soft, um, when runners were on base, did you want? Did did we need a chopper, um, or did you, we need a soft slap? Yeah. Um, you know, did you, did you require a slap with um, uh, three bounces, which made it tough? You know, slowed the ball down and made mm. it tougher on the field, that type of thing. Or did you want a high chopper? Um, you know, um, fake bunting, slap, slap, fake bunt, different things like that. Um, because you had to sort of have had a lot of have a lot of strings to your bow as well. Because teams, obviously, you played against good teams, mm. and they um, they would um, try to change the defense against you. you, right? Well, yeah, they'd, yeah, they'd change, the, change the defense. They'd scout you. They'd mm. learn your you know your strengths and what are they. But if you were so, if that's why I had to learn um, how to in different situations. If they thought I was going to slap then I'd just work a different style of slap um, and then also hit through them, so hit hard, um, all those types of things. Yeah, yeah. I'd work, I trained, like, I don't know, I probably would have trained every day Yeah. to, to master it. It's, yeah. There's no surprise, Jackie. You're an energizer bunny. Um, <laughs> to be fair, you are uh, energizer rabbit, I should say, because um, ever since I've known you, you do a hundred things in a day. You're taking a, a fitness course in the morning. You're teaching people about life during the day and softball in the evening, and and as well as about ten other things mixed in and amongst it. It's just the type of person you are. With the Olympics, though, a couple of questions. One, you talked about being a softball family, mum and dad, heavily involved in the sport. You made the final roster to go to the Olympics. What was it like for them? Oh, yeah, I think it's um, like most parents that get to experience that with their child. A pretty proud moment for them. Um, But, you know, they, I mean, they just, I don't know whether they expected, it was an expectation that I was going to be successful. But, I mean, they just continue. They were always there in mm. everything that I went to as well. So, I mean, yeah, it was a proud moment, incredibly proud moment for them. But I don't know. I think they put more pressure on me all the time. <laughs> um, the, it was I, always, it was always like, come on, come on, come on, you got to go to. Like, they just took me to training all the time. There was wow. the mass. They were a massive support. I just, um, you know, I had all. Uh, I think they probably taught me that. I think they taught me to be resourceful. They taught me to um, my work ethic. If you're passionate about something, to to do it. And they just were always there, supporting me and getting me to trainings and making sure I had, you know, what I needed. Um, and, and and probably pushing me to be better all the time. Makes sense, doesn't it, Damien? Yeah. Tyler says she was training the house down at eleven. <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> Did you get to go to the opening ceremony? Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) It was massive. Yeah. So I think it was Sydney Stadium. Right. Yeah. And um, 
funny story. I was sitting, we, we were sitting outside, took hours because, so you know how they talk about, look, that's why athletes don't go if you're competing and so forth. Yeah. It's totally like that. It's hours. Um, so it's a long day. Um, you know, you do get tired. You're standing up. Um, but what a huge experience um, to go to an opening of an Olympic game. So I wasn't going to miss it for the world. Um, and we were really fortunate, the whole team, to be able to go. Um, but I remember standing outside waiting to go in and uh, calling Dean because uh, we did actually have mobile phones back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> calling him and saying, uh, you know, telling him that we were waiting outside to go in. And uh, he was and he was going, so there must have been, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I think there must have been a delay. And I had said to him, oh, um, they've just run past me with the torch. Um, and he's like, no, the torch is already in there. And I'm going, no, no, it's not. They've <laughs> <laughs> just run past me type thing. But I never, you know, I remember that moment and it was just like, it's all quite surreal. Yeah. Um, and then just talking to him about it and telling him I'm waiting to go in, uh, how incredible it was to see incredible athletes around you. Um, but when you, when I walked in, like the, the noise and the sound of the crowd was incredible. Yeah. It was so loud, uh, and the magnitude of it, and the and the people um, was just oh, it was pretty. It was pretty mind blowing. Like you just looked up, and it almost made you sick looking up, and and how high it was, and full of people, uh, and then just walking, you know, just walking around. And with your teammates, and you did, like you got you got like a bit of a sore face because you were smiling the whole time, and you know there were tears of joy, um, wow. just just thinking that you're there. Very, very, very cool, Jackie. Was there any stars that you got to walk past or see, or you know, oh my god, it's that person? Was there anyone yeah. like that for you? Yeah, so we had we had a moment when um, actually it was funny because <laughs> we say we got lost, but we didn't really get lost. We went into an area that we weren't supposed to go to. Yes, and um, so Kiwi, isn't it? Yes, um, and um, it's so surprising that you did that, Jackie. By the way. Had, and and because there, there were floats and things coming out. Um, in fact, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't the. Uh, I don't think it was the opening; it was the closing. Right. And the floats were coming out. And and um, anyway, Ali McPherson was like standing over there. The body. And and uh, yeah, and um, you know that was pretty mm. incredible <laughs> to us back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, I was with I was with Fiona Timmer and a few of the other girls, and we were just screaming. We were just screaming. So we were under that, you know, um, you know, underneath when you're yeah. at, at the stadium. Gosh, I can't remember what it is, but anyway. Bush, I think and, called, and like yeah. the stalls and things right. like that. Anyway, right. so we're in, the, we're in there and, um, and we weren't supposed to be in there. We were supposed to be out on the field. Right. Um, but for some reason we were there and um, she walked past. And it was just like, whoa. But, um, you know, I um, I have to say, when I went to 2000 Olympics, um, uh, the most incredible people that, honestly, I can say that I met were all the other people from New Zealand. Nice. Um, nice. You know, they, we 
there were some pretty special people back then. Rob Dow was there. That was when he, um, you know, was rowing in mm. his prime. Um, um, Beatrice uh, Farmawena was there. Uh, I you love know, people. Beatrice, yeah. um, you know, we had the um, tall ferns. They were just. Mm. That was in Pura Cameron and stuff like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and they were all incredible athletes. Yeah. So, let alone meeting other people and seeing other people, fam- and famous people around. There were always famous people around, um, but meeting fellow New Zealanders who you sort of um, admired, um, were inspired by, awesome. um, you know, that type of thing. It was yeah. I got to. I mean, I got to know um, Chantal Brunner quite well, and I'm and I, and I still um, know her outside of um, softball now and associated with her with Women's Sports Leadership Academy and she has a lot to do with the Olympic Committee and um, she's an incredible, incredible woman. Well, then she was like, oh my God, she had abs of steel. Like she had the six pack that every (laughs) woman wanted to have. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, as our um, track and field athlete, she was she was pretty amazing. So I got to do a few talking engagements with her when I came back, which was pretty special. Nice. That you, yeah, that you could do things like that. Yep, yep. Let's get on to that in a second. Just the softball of the tournament uh, there at the Olympics. Uh, you guys toppled Canada. You toppled Cuba. I gave Cuba hiding, actually, 6-2 in the tournament. And outside of the uh, loss to China, all your other matches were one run. Yeah. Australia, Italy, and Japan one run was was, was 2-1 Japan uh, that scored they're they're all just one runner you guys were so so close yeah we were pretty competitive not only in 2000 but I think even prior to that in the 90s we were pretty competitive we um, you know if we if we lost games they would only be by a run here or there Um, that just showed um, the standard we had then um, and the depth that we had, we had very, very good pitching um, that could actually keep us in games. And yeah. when you've got good pitching that can keep you in games, you um, you know, and your pitchers grow an arm and a leg um, and um, can keep you in the game. And then it's just a matter of time of us hitting in some runs for our pitcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, we didn't win them all, but, yeah, we, we, we were pretty You're competitive. Right Right there, indeed. Uh, you, you just touched on, Jackie, about opportunities that have come from being an Olympic Olympian after the Olympics, and you were just saying before, what have you been involved with? Um, yeah, so a number of things, fortunately, over the years, but probably um, the latest one has been with the, um, as I mentioned, the Women's Sports Leadership Academy. Yes. So that was set up by um, the Olympic Committee for... Um, uh, ex-Olympic um, athletes mm-hmm. um, to come together. So the first cohort, I was fortunate um, through softball to be involved. So you had to, um, you could apply yeah. um, to be part of the program, a two-year program of um, personal personal uh, leadership development. And with, as I said, other, other ex-athletes, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there were some, you know, the hockey players, again, um, athletics, uh, gosh, all sorts, uh, equestrian, um, hockey, 
um, some amazing athletes that I got to meet. And this is all about um, uh, our women in sports uh, developing their leadership skills to go on to um, support um, in um, corporate corporate environments but also give back into the sports industry to hopefully as coaches as yeah. leaders um, um, get involved in boards so it was really about developing women after sport uh, to contribute back into um, the development of um, women in sport mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I was in part of the program um, 2017 and 18 and then I um facilitated in the second cohort, which um, Shapawaka was actually a part of. So it's great that we've got, um, you know, more of our women from softball um, getting involved in something that's as great as that. Um, And I do believe actually they've just um, put out for um, uh, anyone that's interested um, for the third cohort. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, look, I do, I, I do that as well as mentoring for youth. Um, I get involved in, um, you know, schools, low decile schools in South Auckland, and that's through work. Um, I continue to coach, um, you know, as much as I can. Yeah, it's really sure just do. about using all my um, uh, transferable skills that I've learnt from softball to give back to others. I got a question, Jackie. Being an elite athlete doesn't make you an elite coach or an elite someone to guide per someone through life. How have you made that transition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I totally agree. You know, sometimes we think that as players we'll we'll make great coaches, right? Mm. But no, no. So um I think you can have a passion for it though. Yeah. And then once you understand what it takes and what it actually is and understand what does it mean to be a, be a coach, mm-hmm. um, then you can learn it. So you, so I learned it. I've learned it. Um, um, I think, I've, again, I've probably had a, a, a few skills there because I like to have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was always a learner. And, I, and, and to transition into coaching, I think you have to be open to continuously learning and then how do you share that knowledge? So, um, and, and, you know, you, again, you can learn the skill of, of how do you coach. So I learned that also on that um, uh, leadership academy. Yes. Which was great. Um, I also coach in, in my professional career in corporate. I'm, I'm a coach, um, high-performance coach of a um, commercial division for the warehouse group. Yeah. Um, but you get taught this stuff. You get yeah. taught to, to learn how to coach. Um, so, no, you can't, no, as a player, I'd, if I didn't get taught how to coach, I wouldn't have known how to coach. Yeah. And, and I, think I've, I, I think I've got better because I've learned more from people. Yeah. Um, and I've researched more and um, – you know, I want to grow and I want to understand because um, I want to help. I want to help others. I was just about to ask you, why do you do it? <laughs> you just yeah, because I want to share my knowledge. Yeah, you know, I've you know I've been around for a while. Yeah. I think I've learned a bit, and um, you know, as you asked before, I've been influenced by some great people. 
um, I've been surrounded by um, some amazing athletes um, as, as people and as softballers. So um, I feel like I have a, you know, responsibility or why not share that with other people to, um, you know, to help them to grow as people and as sports people. Yeah. Ah, cool. On a lighter note, you joined a new team uh, over the last couple of years, Sky Sport. How much fun did that be? I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> did I? Was I there? <laughs> oh, she does so much, she can't remember everything she does anyway. Yeah, the face drop. What do you mean? <laughs> How have you enjoyed television? Yeah, it's been it's great, eh? But, it's yeah, I you know, again, I think it comes from um, – Talking about the sport, being passionate about the sport, being able to share the experience and knowledge that I have about the sport, give back to the sport so people, other people can enjoy it, enjoy what we love, you know, like just like what you two do. Um, so the side of it that I've had to learn is obviously the broadcasting, yeah. is um, being confident in, um, in front of the camera to be concise with the information, know when to shut up when I shouldn't be talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's again, again, there's a skill in it, and yeah. um, you know, and I love it, and it's been so, and it's been so much fun. But the, you know, but the biggest thing is, is again, it's another opportunity for me to um, share our game uh, out into the community, out into the world. Um, you know, to talk about our current players, to tell when I get an opportunity the the history of our sport as yeah. well. Um, and it's I guess it's just my other little way of of um, uh, giving back, giving back through you know talking the game, and it's just happens to be. Um, on television, so it's you know, and how cool is that though, eh? Hey? That we get, you know, that we get to um, share our share the game because yeah. there was a bit of a gap there, right? Yeah. And and now, um, you know, the woman today, and I was watching on the weekend the Saints tournament, mm-hmm. and we've got all of these different platforms now that we can actually share our game, and we can also watch and learn. Um. It's so freaking good, eh? Yeah, yeah, you did right, you yeah. did right. It, it is just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I must admit we've got a very good Sky crew, um, and I know some of that's really been helpful for you is obviously Stephen MacGyver, um, but but it, it just goes to show that even being a star, a television star that MacGyver is, he's willing to pass on that knowledge and be honest, but also to be genuine about it. And, and nice. I, I found the same in, in, in discussions same. with him. But but especially I know like uh, for me is uh, um, a couple of the commentators that I've worked with there they've been really good and 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 helping me to be better at it because it's it's a buzz so I really enjoy it for sure. Yeah yeah oh in- incredibly lucky I mean I remember the first time I you know did it and I was just like okay we're going live like how long like well <laughs> in about ten seconds Jackie yeah. we're going live I'm like. Like live, live, like, <laughs> yeah, like live. And Stephen's going, he just rolls his eyes at me. He's like, "Yes, <laughs> live, yeah. like live, live." Yeah. Um, and um, 
but you know, yeah, you're right. It's just, but I guess it's just when you learn, when you, when, yeah, when you um, for, are fortunate to um, be alongside someone who's an expert at what they do, um, but is willing again to share their knowledge, yeah. to to you know inform you about, you know, just keep it simple, just have a conversation, trust me, um, I'll help you, type, you know type thing um reinforce to you though the reason why you're there you know you're the expert in the yeah. game yeah. um you know I'll, I'll i'll tell the jokes you just keep serious mm. and um tell the people what they want to hear yeah. um so i was i was incredibly incredibly um fortunate to start off on the right foot foot with such um great teachers mm. you know in the sky crew as you know uh, mm. Fantastic, and they yeah. love our game, eh? They do, they do. They do. I mean, they, they just love it, yeah, and um, and you guys have been all right too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> not, not too bad, indeed. Not too bad. I, I got, I got to share. I, I spent some time with Dale Husband, um, yeah, but uh, and for him to pass on some knowledge. But to be fair, I'm pretty sure that those guys get approached all the time, right? Um, yeah. But if you're not genuine yourself, approaching them. They're not going to. They're not going to pass it on to you. So yeah. it also, it's a credit to the person you are. They can see that you're a genuine person, and that's why he's passed that knowledge. So good on you, Jackie, for uh, for putting yourself out there, and they they can sense that when you're there. So it's it's been great to work with you. We can't wait to uh, to get working again. Of course, Fastball Forty Five this year is going to take a break now, but um, she'll be back thick and fast next year. And of course, the World Cup coming up next year, and Rosedale they'll be outstanding for the men's World Cup. Yeah, be exciting. Yeah, can't wait to do that. And as I say, just to get give our game the exposure um, that it needs, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about fastball forty five, we were we were there last year for the finals. What do you think? Of, what do you think about that concept of the game? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think it just shows a different. Well, you know, obviously the reasons of of, of um or the way it's changed and the rules and how they've adapted it to capture all the, um, you know, the exciting and dynamic moments in a game of softball. And then to condense that, I think it's like a pretty clever concept, really. Yeah. And when you think about it, that, you know, that is what people want to see, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I think it was pretty smart. I think it was pretty smart. I, um, I think it's really um, beneficial to our youth, to the younger players, I think it's something that gives them an opportunity to um, um, show their talents. Um, you know, because it's it's a game that requires. It's just fast. You don't think too much. Just everything's everyone's running around and doing all sorts of um, different things, and um, it's all a hundred miles an hour. And um, I just I just think that it lends itself to. Um, our youth, when they're getting started, to be exposed to that at a young age is um, is really cool. So hopefully in the future, um, you know, I'd like to see more of them play it. Yeah. Um, and if not, not only just the Fastball 45 at the major events, but to have more at other tournaments as well to get them exposed to that. I know that's not probably ideal for our traditional game. Um but if we can capture the both styles, I think that that would also benefit our game. Definitely. I'd have to read, Jackie. I've seen players come out of Fastball 45 season back into their regular season and play the game more exciting. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, more doubt. dynamic and exciting, hey? Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a good spin-off to it as well. And, yeah. And as you just said before, it doesn't hurt that, that uh, TV loves it. So it's a, it's a great format. It's the best advertising tool for our sport at the moment, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've done a really good job at capturing it, the way they're capturing it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, uh, fantastic. Well, Jackie, look, um, it just it's so grateful for you to take some time and, and just part with part of your career and and what you're about. And, and I've known you now for a while personally as well uh, and – I was blown away from the first time I started talking to you just on how much you do in a day. I mean, I know there's 24 hours, but then there's Jackie's 24 hours. <laughs> it's a different world for sure. You're amazing to be around. Yes, I do keep myself busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll go crazy otherwise. And, um, you know, to be fair, lockdown's been a bit tough, Yeah. you know, because do, of that. Like, do um, you sleep? Do I sleep? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be <laughs> pretty tired. Yeah. I have to be pretty tired though. Um, yeah, Dean. Maybe that's where Mike got it from because he heard Dean, or Dean got it from Mike. But Dean does tell me to shut up a bit too. <laughs> so I just and stop. And stop. <laughs> shut up and stop. Um, maybe you need a traffic yeah. light system. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, on my own, my very own traffic light system. I don't know. I just think there's just too much, too many things to do and and to be done. So, I just just do it. She mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast. I kind of suffer from a bit of FOMO. I don't think she has that problem because she's involved with everything, everything, and every opportunity. It is amazing to spend some time with her, Jackie. And it is great what you're doing for our sport, how you're giving back to our sport and passing on that knowledge, your own personal development to get to an ability to do that and to do it the right way. Connect with people. I know you're coaching the uh, Howick Premier Women's team this year again. And um, look, for people that don't know what, how Jackie coaches, there's not a stone unturned. Hmm. They'll have training programs. They'll have it all scheduled out. You name it. Even now in lockdown, <laughs> she's got them scheduled out. That's just the way you roll, right? Well, actually, to be fair, well, usually, yeah. I like to plan. I like to plan. Yeah. Um, um, but actually, and usually I would, but I'm coaching at the moment with Stephanie Smith, who is, is um, the next um, White Sox, um, and, you know, um, just had her second baby and is back coaching and, and is, is going to play. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a little secret. You hear it, heard it here first. Oh, yes. that you, you, you might see me on the diamond as well. So watch, this, so watch this space. Um but she is a massive planner, yeah. um, and and I love that as well because between the two of us, um, you know, we talk a lot, we plan, um, we strategize what we want to do, how we want to do it, um, which is great because it's really, really important. It's really important to be organized yeah. for, um, you know, I think as a good coach. Um, so, again, because I, as a player – I, I went to an. I, I would go to trainings when they weren't, and I know the yeah. difference from a good training to a not so good training, and what makes the difference. Yeah. So you know, part of that learning is now I, you know, I'm determined, and she's very good at it. That we we know what we want to achieve, we know how we're going to do it, we know how long it takes. I mean, I could, God, I can 
peel it back to how many throws I want them to take. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. That's like that's how precise at times I like to be because you know you want to you want to get the most out of your trainings and you're only, you've only got a short time so you need to make the most of it. Uh, makes good sense and using the resource of um, Stephanie Smith this year is going to be so good. I, I got to say I had a little bit to do with Stephanie when she was a softball New Zealand um, whatever it's called convener for the Auckland Northland region uh, a, a fair while ago now before she went back overseas and started having babies and stuff. And I no disrespect to the other conveners. She was easily the best. Easily the best. You, like you said, well organised. She would get funding applications in for different programs across the whole of the uh, of the city. And she had that that region from Sopo New Zealand standpoint, passing on that knowledge, just flying out the door was very very impressive. So you two, I can imagine, and get up to wonderful things. Yeah, we worked. Yep. We work well together. I have my moments, <laughs> and she she has hers. But what we do really well is is we communicate, nice. and I think that's I think that's key, right? Yeah. If yeah. there's any um, misunderstanding or we're unsure or we want to clarify anything, or we just want to run things past each other, then um, we have very good communication. And as well as our um, other coaches, you know, this year what was really important to us is all about development. Not only our players, but also coaches. Yeah. I um, I'm very passionate about also making sure that we've got um, coaches coming through the system and sharing the knowledge. Um, so you know we're all um, giving feedback and involved in um, what the plan looks like and constantly communicating to each other because um, you know it's important again for the players. Yeah, it sure it sure is. Well, we've 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 got a chance just to listen to your career, the type of person you are, and there is no surprise to anyone, uh, especially in the softball community, that in two thousand and seventeen, you're inducted into the softball New Zealand Hall of Fame. How was that? I uh, know. Wow. Hey. Eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> I know. I know. That was pretty incredible. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Very. I yeah, it's funny though, you know. I um, I, uh, I guess the word is, I don't know whether people would say I was. I am humble. Sometimes I, I, I think I am. I think I am, but I get, I get like it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's Very pretty cool. cool. Very and cool. I think, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's such a Kiwi thing, eh? We're so humble. We don't like embrace some of this cool shit that we do, <laughs> and um, and. Yeah, I was just like, when that happened, and because, you know, when that moment happened, because my dad had also recently got his, so Dean was inducted into the New Zealand Hall of Fame, International Hall of Fame, so he's one click up on me, (laughs) apparently, Um, and then my dad, and then myself, so, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, and then, you know, I'm just grateful that people recognised my contribution. Um, you know, because you make a choice, you make a choice to um, give up your time, to put in all the time and effort. Sometimes to put up, have to put up with bullshit, to miss out on going to, you know, 
family occasions. Uh, it costs money. It puts um, stress on people. You've got to take time off work. Yeah. Um, you know, you have ki- I've had kids throughout the whole my whole career as well. Um, you know, you try to have your relationship. You try to support um, uh, your family and what they are wanting to achieve as well. And then, um, oh, and then you get that and you just say, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got the pl- uh, we've got the plaque. Nice. Um, um, it's not up at the moment, but um, you know, you know, when you sort of talk to people and, and you say, oh, you know, where are your plaques and your yeah. medals and all that sort of stuff. And I always laugh when people say, oh, they're in the drawer. Yeah. <laughs> not ours. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, where is it? They're, they're all not up in the bar. Up. They're all thrown up. They're in the bar. Well, they're not now because um, we've moved and yes. we did have a bar and we had everything in the bar because we had a sports room and it was like a shrine. It was like the Dean and Jackie shrine. Nice. It nice. was just – I would heard all about it. It was mean. Just full of, full of stuff. Yeah. And we'd have people come over to, you know, have a few quiet drinks in the rice bar yeah. is what we called it. And um, – Nine times out of ten, though, most people would say, Jackie, where's all your photos? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I'd be like, yeah, I know, I know. And I'd always be looking at Dean going, where are all my photos, Dean? (laughs) Yeah. Did he come back with it's the rice bar? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I always always joked about the fact that he had lots of uh, black socks photos and things around, but he didn't have an Olympic. Yeah. Oh, there's one Olympian. Did, did we just say there's, one up? There's only one Olympian. Well, only one Olympian. <laughs> Brush your shoulder off. Yeah. Oh. You can always come back with that one. Oh, <laughs> Where's your rings, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's be- that's beautiful, Jackie. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, Jackie, we just want to thank you so much for, for, for giving us uh, just an insight to you and and, uh, and your beautiful self. You are Tahua. Wairua, beautiful spirit that we see in front of us uh, tonight, and and sharing your history, it's uh, it truly has been a treat for Damien and ourself, myself. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. It took you long enough to get me on, but that's it. <laughs> oh, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Before, well, before we go, what did you think about the Olympics this year? Oh yeah. Um, well, I loved being able to watch it. Yeah. I loved, and, and and I um, I mean. How cool that it got to go ahead. Yes. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because that was a bit touch and go, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Incredibly jealous. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, anytime I watch anything, I wish I could play yeah. and st- could still play because yeah. I know it's an, incre- an incredible opportunity. Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, um, oh, should I be honest? Yes. Always. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I just I'm not sure if it was actually as competitive or to as a higher standard as I've seen before. Just my own personal opinion. Um, Japan were awesome. USA again. Yeah. I think they were all like they were all quite competitive though, eh? 
Yeah, 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 you're right. Like at the same level. Yeah, I thought I thought Canada was obviously the best. We've seen them in a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Without, and yeah. obviously again, the first time getting on the podium with a bronze medal, that was great. Yes. Great for them. And yeah, uh, we we got to speak with Kelly Rafter about that, and that was uh, pretty cool uh, for them. I, I think, um, yeah, it was interesting. I I felt the level was going to be higher than that when I when going into the tournament uh, type thing, but uh, you know, at the end. The fairy tale for Japan to win it. Oh yeah, incredible! But I mean, it's fantastic, fantastic softball to watch. It's yeah. still the pinnacle, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it, I think it's just it, the my my observation is of what I've seen over the years. Yeah, I just thought it might have been better. Um, but hey, has didn't Canada do really well? I used to, by the way, I used to play in Canada. I went to one of their nationals. Did you? Yeah, because I lived there for three years and um, got to go to a um, qualified to go get, go to a national tournament. It was pretty cool. Oh. Canada is one of my favourite places. It is. It is. I agree. Oh, it's still on my bucket list. I just like Kiwis, man. Yeah. Oh, you got to go, Damien. Yeah. You do some commentating over there. <laughs> yeah. I was been on the list for ages. I should have played rugby over there, but I didn't. But, yeah. Oh anyway, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. You'd love it. You'd mm. love it. You know nice place. I like about Canadians. I was saying they're a lot like Kiwis, man. They're genuine, they're welcoming, and they're pissheads as well. They're just gone. They're fantastic people. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying that Kiwis are pissheads? I think I just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you did. Yeah. My <laughs> In a good way, though. Mm. In a good We're way. just joyful. A joyful people. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. Thank you, Jackie, so much again, man. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say, bud, but thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. I know we could talk all night, couldn't we? Well, I could. So. <laughs> oh, we, we, could, we could do it, right? I'm yeah. sure let's, we could do it, right? Let's, let's, we, better, we better cut it there. But, <laughs> hey, um, be, just before I go very briefly, I just want to say well done to you two because you've been doing an amazing job. Um, at promoting our sport and, um, you know, recognising our people and just doing everything that you possibly can um, to continue to get our sport out there. So good on you two. Thanks very much for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on and sharing stories. We'll get Dean on the list eventually. You just good luck. <laughs> good luck. Did you just one up Dean? <laughs> you just one up Dean, didn't you? We got on beyond the dugout before him. Thank you for the kind comments, uh, Jackie. That is uh, very, very nice of you. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. A 19-year career with the Sky Sports White Sox team, and of course, the pinnacle. He doesn't get any higher than that. Going to the Olympics. We just talked about the results that were there. The person she's become. The dedication she's had to our sport. From 11 years old. Wow. And she didn't stop. She hasn't stopped now, man. She's a workaholic. She's a passionaholic. That's probably the best word for it. She's a passionaholic. It is Jackie Smith. Thank you so much from Beyond the Dugout. Wahine A strong, mouldy woman with a beautiful spirit. That's Jackie Smith, though. Absolutely, mate, and she just beamed off the screen just uh, talking to her, didn't she? She just really, she spoke with um, oh, such energy and, and um, you could really see what she was talking about, what it meant to her talking about it. So, yeah, no, very, very cool lady, very cool lady. The passion just bubbles out of her, yeah. doesn't it, man? And the, the cool thing about it is she recognises opportunity mm. 
I wondered why she crammed so much time and you know, so much into it, into the moments of every day. It's because she wants to, man. She wants to make the most of every second, mm. every opportunity. But doesn't cheat the system. Mm. She puts her whole heart and soul into it. Eh? Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she does. She she plans it all out. She breaks it all down. And um, you know, I think she wants to as well as, like she said, she feels like not obligated, but you know that that she's got a lot of skills she's got a lot of experiences and knowledge for for her to pass it on but it also seems like she wants to do it as well so um that's that's a that's amazing plus that she feels like she doesn't have to do it all yeah mm. she is so polite mm. Mm. i gotta let you in a little secret here so when we do these on, uh, podcasts mm-hmm. with people that are not here on the couch with us in wellington oh, yeah. we do it by zoom right and we've done a zillion of them right, <laughs> we've so done a far. few yeah done a few and they can see us, we can see them, we show a few <laughs> videos and things, and it just works a treat. Anyway, the whole podcast, she could not see us, she could only see herself, the whole podcast. Did she say anything? No. Not until we finish. She goes, uh, um, guys, <laughs> are, are you having a good time there? I haven't been able to see you once for the last hour and a half. <laughs> How polite is that? Mate, I'm so sorry, Jackie. I, I Yeah, that was my fault. Um... Yeah, we had to. We took apart all the gear for the Saints tournament this weekend, and I set it up, excuses, and I set it up wrong. <laughs> I set it up wrong, and um, yeah, no. As soon as I figured out afterwards, but yeah, what what a great lady! And we were like actually like thumbs up with her and waving oh. and like you know, um, real into it. And yeah, she was just looking at herself the whole time. Oh, poor. What a what a <laughs> could have just rung her. What a. <laughs> What that's what she was thinking. <laughs> what a consummate professional is Jackie Smith and oh, and dude what love a, you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta remember that for a while. Might bring it up the odd time too. Just <laughs> saying. Um well, at least we know how to, to ask now. Not yeah. take it for granted. There you go. There you go. <laughs> never assume, Chopper. No, never assume. Mm. Never assume. Talk about never assuming men. Um another athlete who turns every stone finds every opportunity, has just grown up at the ballpark, loves, and I mean loves this game. Jerome Baramaki, he's our guest next week. Yeah, Jerome, he's a, he's a good dude as well. Um, uh, one of my fir- very first uh, tournaments um, was the PK Classic. So I've, um, yeah, I've quite, uh, become quite fond of, of um, PK. Not so much Wellington, but uh, PK for sure. And and Jerome's um, it's PK hard man. And um, you know, hearing the stories uh, from just other friends of how he's come through and stuff, I'm looking forward to actually hearing uh, his his what what it's all meant to him to um, to be in that fold and and where he's gone with the game. Be an interesting story too, because he's he's obviously loved the game. Got a start at the Premier level early, mm. a very young age. Very. Uh, made New Zealand but also then had a, a very bad uh, uh, knee injury that took him out of the game for a whole year and away from the Sox and how he had to deal with that at that time being away from the sport something that he holds so dearly and then now back in there and uh, and ripping the ball apart not just for the Sox but internationally in the ICs as well man. yeah now be um, I'm looking forward to that hearing something like that because um, yeah it's always it's always good to know how the other per, uh, other people took when life's going great you know one and one plus after another but a setback like a, a knee injury can 
make or break a person. It can end careers. You know, that's that's all you you're done. Um, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how he dealt with it. What what challenges he had to overcome, not just the injury. It's you know a lot of mentals go into that stuff as well. So yeah, looking forward to a complete one. Hopefully. Fantastic. Looking forward to it indeed. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dugger. It's been our complete privilege uh, to bring this and talk to you tonight. Boys. It wouldn't be nice if they talk back. No, I'm just yeah, joking. Yeah. But it, I know you what, do. you don't hear them in your head? We sure do. Uh, it is great for you to take some time, spend some time with uh, Damien and I. And, of course, uh, in this case, uh, with Jackie is, well, episode 31 in the can. On behalf of Damien Collins, I'm Jason Gubis, a.k.a. Chopper. Kakite Ano. Thank you, guys. Go the ABs. Beyond the dugout, lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You got to work together, you got to find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Beyond the dugout, lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Picture on the mound like you don't want to face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout. Beyond the dugout.